everyone. Welcome back to Central American Voices. I'm your host, Alejandra Quiroz. Gracias por sintonizarnos una vez más. Today, we are here with Anaís González, an activist Nicaraguan-American. Um, she was born in Los Angeles, California, and is one of those persons that I call my friend. <laughs> Thank you, Anaís, for being Hi. you know here with me. It's honestly a pleasure, and every time I talk to you, through text, through social media, it's always a pleasure to be talking with you. Well, no, I'm I'm happy to be here. I, like I always said, I admire this platform and everything, so it's really an honor for me to be here. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you. And to everyone uh, uh, that is listening, Anais is actually one of those persons who's always recommending people. So most of the people who have interviewed here has come because Anais has recommended it to us. So we, uh, we get in touch with her and then like, she puts her in touch with somebody. So we really, really appreciate that from you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, no, my, my pleasure. I'm like, oh, like, where can I speak? I'm like, oh, it's right there. And they're always looking for new content. <laughs> yeah so i have said in like in a past episode um today in the entire month of april i always because of you know the connection that i have with anais and because of how much i have learned from her i try to always april to be um in whenever you know of course but most mostly april to focus on nicaragua as you know when we talk about central america i feel like there's always three countries that is outside of the topic and one of those is always Nicaragua so I um that's why April <laughs> I was like okay let me let me go back and continue to emphasize and to continue have the conversation about Nicaragua because many of us you know continue to learn it and many others maybe not don't know much about it so this episode is actually going to come out on April 19th so as I have known you and I for the past I don't know years I don't know how many years. A year or two, uh, I think two years. Yeah. Two, two. Yeah. I think almost a three. Yeah, almost no, a three. Almost a three. Yeah. Cause I think <laughs> I met you when you were almost graduating from season. So yeah, yeah. So like the last yes. semester. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this, you know, we want to focus mainly of what is Nicaragua and activate um Anais is a very active activist. She's always bringing, you know, the light to all those problems that we might overlook and to those struggles to the people of Nicaragua, not even not only inside of Nicaragua, but outside of Nicaragua. So for those um, Anais that might not be familiar with what happened on April 2018, can you tell us a little bit of the events? How did it kind of like the timeline? How did it happen? Yeah, from so from April up until where we are now or just strictly April? Yeah, we we can okay. yeah from April to when we are now. Okay, perfect. Okay, so in back in April two thousand eighteen, um, Nicaragua um hits its uh, civil unrest that has not been seen the way um for a long time, right? Um, what occurred was in the beginning of April, um, protests you know small protests broke out mostly by university students to protest against the ecological burning of in the maize. Um, what happened during this time was the basin was burning, but the government Ortega and his wife, also vice president, and I have to emphasize mm -hmm. that his wife is the vice president because it's a crucial part of um the regime. Mm -hmm. And so what occurred was the students went out to protest for the ecological burning. Um, they demanded for them to 
you know, stop the burning. But in fact, Ortega and Murillo um, denied help. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, what stopped the fire was rain <laughs> or something. Um, but, um, you know, but Nicaragua has been having this problem and it really escalated with deforestation and, and, and all, you know, environment um, with Ortega and Murillo in power. Mm -hmm. um, so then two weeks later, like, what, precisely April 18th, um, the government, when Ortega changed the social security pensions, right? Um, and what, what during the social security pensions, what happened is they were going to increase them and then most of all that profit was going to go back to Ortega and the gobierno and all, mm -hmm. you know, his, his politicians. So what occurred was, um, so this is the tipping point, right? April mm -hmm. 18th. What occurred was you already had university students protesting the ecological burning of Indian maize. When the social security pensions plan occurred, the change occurred, mm -hmm. you had all, you know, the old Nicaraguan, the viejito fue, mm -hmm. que salieron a protestar. So then you have a joint, you have a unison, you have a joint unison with university students protesting. And you have a unison with all the lojito, lojanciano, everybody who you know with their pension plan protesting. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have this joint unison. I mean, and <clears throat> what you saw on April 18th, and this is where it really was like the like, okay, mm -hmm. that's it. Like, there's we're not gonna do this anymore. We're not gonna be quiet anymore. Um, was when the government sympathizers, or you could say in this case, like La Juventud Sandinista, mm -hmm. right? Which is like. I mean, I don't want to quote unquote, but like delinquent groups, right? Mm -hmm. Por parte del Partido Sandinista de Ortega, they went out and they um they began to throw rocks, comenzaron a ciegar y le pegaron mucho a los ancianos, and they also started to target journalists. Mm -hmm. So this happened on April 18th, um, and I remember the way. And and it actually came out like on I'm not sure, but it came out in some of the news outlets, right? Like oh, mm -hmm. protests broke out um, in Nicaragua on April 18th due to some social security pension plans. And so what what you have occurring in April 18th is that ya por la noche se van asumiendo más gente, right? Mm -hmm. Ya por la noche se van asumiendo más este universitarios. Now you see it in the capital that the capital is now. In different parts of of Nicaragua, mm -hmm. they're already starting mostly the youth, right? In this case, of course, alongside the ancianos, they started to like. Ya comenzaron por hacer más bulla. By April nineteenth, um, yeah, o sea, it was it was full on. Um, you know, the people, the Nicaraguan people, the university students started to started to um. Take the, you know, not take down, but they started to, ay, como se dicen, se comenzaban a ponerse en trincheras, verdad, en sus universidades, so they started to mm -hmm. um, occupy, they started to occupy the universities, um, people began, and, and when I say people, I mean majority of all Nicaraguans, right, from all sectors, mm -hmm. you have elites, you know, gente rica, gente de, mm -hmm. gente de la, media, you know, Middle class, poor class. You had the peasants. You had the Atlantic Coast. You had the mm -hmm. from all sectors: the LGBTQ community, the trans community, the feminist community. You know, you had the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. You had um, so uh, like you're growing from all sectors, right? 
began to protest. Mm-hmm. We began to protest, um, and for several reasons, right? Um, but what really happened here was, um, and this is where like it gets ugly, is when Ortega and his wife Murillo, um, give the okay and the order to attack and shoot. So on April nineteenth, you have paramilitary groups, parapolice. You have government sympathizers, you have La Juventud Sandinista, mm-hmm. and you have them with armed, you know, este, este, ¿cómo te podría decir? Con armas de fuego, mm-hmm. you know, armas de guerra, shooting at its people, shooting at these protesters. I'm talking, you're seeing on your Facebook Live, mm-hmm. like live, tiroteos. You're seeing on your Facebook Live. I don't mean, I'm seeing this on my Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're seeing this on my Facebook, on my Twitter. Um, you're seeing, you know, los, los primeros caídos, los primeros heridos. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets ugly on, it gets uglier as time go. Um, right? It gets uglier. But, um, I think where I really want to like, um, focus is, is the certain demands that there was, what was happening. So why up until April 18th, you know, why so long? If mm-hmm. Ortega has already been power back in April 2018 for 12 years, right? Mm-hmm. It, Three years ago. Yeah. So why so long? And I think um, there have always been protests in Nicaragua. I mean, the first protests you saw in Nicaragua came from the peasant community, but the Movimiento Campesino, when they started to um, mm-hmm. demand, when they started to say like, hey, you know, <laughs> you guys are taking our land because of the supposed canal, right? That there is mm-hmm. be, like Taiwanese or Chinese base, you know? So protests have always been there. Um, the thing is that everything has been very hush hush. Mm-hmm. So Ortega and his wife Murillo had done a very good job of making it very secretly, um, sending out their military out there, but in a very hush manner, right? Very secretive manner. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened in April 18th that's very different from everything is the fact that que, el, que la violencia y el estado policial mm-hmm. and everything llegó a la capital. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So instead of it went from urban area and it hit. The capital. The, you know, sorry. It hit. It went from rural area, and it finally hit Mecca. You know, it hit home. Mm-hmm. It hit where it's vividly for everyone to see. It mm-hmm. hit university students. It hit the civilians who live in the rural areas of, of Nicaragua. It hit the cities. So that's what's a. It's a big tipping point. Porque mm-hmm. ya no lo estamos viendo, o ya no lo sabemos que está pasando en el campo mm-hmm. o en la en la costa atlántica. It really hit. You know the city mm-hmm. um which is very which is why it's, it's very violent and it's very crucial april 2018 um so nicaraguans have always been uprising right but april 18 was the tipping point and you know like i mentioned there are certain reasons why um a lot of it has to do for the fact that ortega since he came back to power in 2006 in 2006 he has not led for free and fair elections um, he has closed for oppositions to run and he's been literally controlling everything judicial. His family owns all means of communication. Um, so those were all, all this chaos and all this like silent that was going on for so long. Um, April marked like mm-hmm. the, the tipping point, you know, for people, you know, especially university students, mm-hmm. you know, finally, like they weren't. Like, oh, wow, you know, there's a real problem here in Nicaragua. And if we don't say anything, it's going to stay. So now that's what we, so that was April. Um, so 
April, you know, the year 2018 was very ugly for Nicaraguans. Mm -hmm. um, according to, you know, international community, to the Human Rights Org, the Inter-American, este, la CIDH, right when they, um, they did a whole report saying that Ortega Murillo and the regime are committed crimes against humanity. I'm talking about where he's doing this time. We see the most Nicaraguans is the begin to exile, mm -hmm. political persecution. There is a point where we have 600 political prisoners from April 2010. We had, according to the human rights reports, that they accounted that in the matter of like of April up to September, October, around that area, they accounted for 384 deaths, estimated deaths. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that are counted. Of course, we don't have the ones that were desaparecidos. We don't know how much there is. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I mean, you have cases of rape, mm -hmm. cases of, um, you know, um, women losing their baby mm -hmm. because of, of um, you know, getting beat up. You have cases of being ejecutado, you know, people siendo mm -hmm. ejecutado durante este tiempo. I mean, think about like you had the the event of La Unan Managua, which was a, mm -hmm. a um, when the students took over the Unan Managua, the, a university in, in the capital, and they were under, estaban como en fuego por más de 12 horas, if I'm not mistaken, 19, 20 mm -hmm. hours. Almost a whole day of puro tiroteo que le estaban tirando los paramilitares. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you had, and this not just happened mm -hmm. in the capital, you know, it happened in the cities. Mm -hmm. So, a crucial part of from April up until now, during like, this is when I say maybe around July, you have Operación Limpieza. Mm -hmm. So, what Operación Limpieza does, it's literally the crackdown. So Nicaragua mm -hmm. estaba como como dicen en, en barricada, estaban mm -hmm. pusieron barricadas por todas mm -hmm. las ciudades de Nicaragua casi. Y cuando pasó la operación limpieza es cuando entran los paramilitares y las parapolicías mm -hmm. and they literally o sea, they swing down las barricadas. Mm -hmm. Um and what happened here this is where during Operación Limpieza this is where they get the most political prisoners. This is where people are actually forced to exile. Mm -hmm. Journalists are forced to leave. Um, so yeah, doing that part. I mean, there's so many like details mm -hmm. that I know that I'm missing out, but they just so like it could get a little bit too heavy for people, like to be like, oh my god, on news, or like, oh my god, that's so much, you know. Mm -hmm. But think about it that um, I mean, many not people want to know, but Nicaragua mm -hmm. does live in a police state, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so where where is Nicaragua now after April 2018? So now you don't see people like you don't see you know what we saw in April 2018 mm -hmm. cuando la gente va y, y paramilitares lo matan, mm -hmm. pero you know they're still killing people. I mean mm -hmm. it's a lot of it is it's done by in the you know in the peds in the rural areas of Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. um, but what you see now is Ortega, you, what you see right now is the regime imposing certain laws, like mm -hmm. like laws that is <clears throat> restricting any opposition to run. So what Ortega right now is really what they're doing, I think they just set out a, a law, which um, literally, there is, I forgot the name. 
But there is this law that just came out a couple months ago, like in December, that it really mimics, I think, the sort of the Russian law, where it does not allow dissidents to to um run for elections, correct? And there was a sort of gag law that just came out, right, last year. And that gag law is that if you are on your TikTok or, you know, if you're on your social media and they catch you talking about ill about the government, then there's going to be consequences. So it's, it's a very, um, so these, these, you know, set of laws that are coming out, um, are really closing down for fear, free and fair elections. But, uh, mm-hmm. but since we're still under the pandemic area, um, I don't know if that's a subject you want to talk about, um, how the government has been managing COVID-19. So, um, Nicaragua has had mm-hmm. one of the most erratic response to, to, to the pandemic. I mean, when the world mm-hmm. was going into lockdown, right? Like back in March, Nicaragua instead promoted, um, large conglomerations. They came out saying love in times of mm-hmm. COVID-19. So they went out parading. These are governments. And the, this is the government, right? They mm-hmm. went out parading, parading. They never took into, they never went into sort of lockdown ever. And they never did like some mass mandate, anything. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of let people kind of free reign, <laughs> right? Um, mm-hmm. What we did see it was a lot of ho- what you, what did occur in Nicaragua was um there was a lot of late night burials so if if um you died of covid-19 they would bury you late sometimes they wouldn't even notify your family and they would bury you um so eran como entierro secreto um you had doctors fired because a lot of doctors signed this um this they signed a um you kind of make like a like a petition saying hey to the government mm-hmm. like hey you know you really you really need you get your act together this COVID-19 is not like you know you need to do something mm-hmm. so those doctors who signed they were fired um so um what did occur was yeah so I mean nothing really has mm-hmm. I mean there's really nothing that has helped me get out of combat COVID-19 mm-hmm. um borders kept open hospitals have been overfilled people have just been kind of just dealing with it um and you know relying on other sources to understand this whole pandemic mm-hmm. um i believe right now in Nicaragua, if you want to get a covid vaccine either a you have to work for the government for you to get one fast um or you have to pay Oh, sorry, to get a COVID testing, I'm sorry. If mm-hmm. you want to get a COVID testing, it costs about $150. Um, think about it, you know, this is expensive mm-hmm. with, with a country that, you know, to make $10 a day is almost impossible, mm-hmm. right? Especially for the more the more impoverished. Um, if you want to, I mean, we in Nicaragua already got vaccinations. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Um, we got it through Russia. Russia, Russia was one mm-hmm. of our donors. Um, Russia was one of our donors. But the thing is, the the vaccine is is politicized. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm sure right now Ortega and his whole family already have the double vaccine. Um, and I'm pretty sure if you have enough money mm-hmm. to pay for a vaccine, you could probably um see 
how. But mm-hmm. and then and I think the other vaccine that enter is la la Covax, which I think is like the UNICEF one, the one that they give to the more poor people. But I'm not too sure mm-hmm. how they're gonna manage on giving that one out to the rest of the Nicaraguans, mm-hmm. right? But I'm sure the Russian ones um that's the one that's most likely been given to the family or mm-hmm. those people. Yeah. So that's that's the pandemic. Um, then if you want to end with the hurricanes, mm-hmm. um, you know, as I mentioned back in November, Nicaragua gets the nasty bunch of the hurricanes. So two, one hurricane, four, and hurricane five, right? Aeta mm-hmm. and what is the other one? Aeta and Yuta. Yeah, I called them in Spanish. I don't know how to say it. I forgot how they were, yeah. Um, so what happened with the hurricane was um, it literally came through the Atlantic coast. And if you're not familiar with the Atlantic Coast, Nicaragua is the most forgotten region, the most mm-hmm. forgotten people actually of the entire country. Um, this is where most of the indigenous and Afro-descendant communities live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it literally like destroyed like what do you call the North Caribbean coast? However, Ortega, of course, did get his. Um, I mean, he got a lot of money for mm-hmm. to try to um you know, to take care, to try to um, rebuild mm-hmm. the coast, the Atlantic coast. Um, but uh, a lot of the money and the aid is not seen. We don't know where it's, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows? Um, so a lot of the stuff in order to help rebuild the Caribbean coast, really done through mutual aid. Um, the, the government began again to politicize the aid. So si el gobierno daba su ayudita, it was politicized, you know, with the stamp mm-hmm. of Ortega. Um, but most, a lot of this stuff has come through mutual aid and it's, um, it had, it's been difficult because, mm-hmm. um, it had, it had, it had to be done in a way that you didn't attract so much attention, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Because in the sense, when I say it was being politicized, it was that the police were probably outside a church, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of seeing, oh, te paran, te paran, you know, to mm-hmm. see like where you're going. Oh, like, te vamos a llevar. Um, a lot of the opposition um, wasn't allowed to go to the Caribbean coast to give aid. So, I mean, it's just kind of those mm-hmm. things like um, that in Nicaragua, it just doesn't stop. It's just mm-hmm. one thing after another and after another. And um, yeah. <laughs> That's been a lot <laughs> in three years. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, just from April 2018 up until December, mm-hmm. that's a lot. That's you know? a lot. Yeah. From April up until December. Yeah, from April 2018 to December, that's where you have Ortega and, and Murillo clearly making it illegal to protest. I mm-hmm. mean, illegal. Like, in general, you cannot protest. Like, ni protestar for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you can't. Um, for international women's right, mm-hmm. the way that the women protested was de una manera clandestina, so they did it clandestly la protesta. So it's a very mm-hmm. um, yeah, very like yeah, and really no room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, mm-hmm. you know that's one that's one of my questions. You know, like like I said, many people might have seen you know through Twitter, which is where I saw it the most when it comes to Nicaragua on 2018, right? Like, we have talked how, you know, people play the role of, you know, being, you know, reporteros with their own phone because the media outlets yep. are paid, you know, and controlled by Ortega. So, 
you know, but after people are like, oh, that happened in Nicaragua and that's it. But like nobody, no, no, we don't talk about the after, you know, we don't talk yeah. about how many people left the country because of Operacion Limpieza. Um, you know, like the moms, you know, we don't talk about, you yeah. know, cuántos muertos han abierto, uh, hubieron o todavía siguen, cuántos todavía siguen en la cárcel, mm -hmm. how many were like incarcerated, how many, you know, people have been raped have been disappeared so there's like only in that yeah. year it had like it has been a lot and i mean and then and then top it off with you know what it comes to uh what's it called covid you know like that that was something that for me was kind of like why are they doing a parade you know like i was like why are they doing a parade and yeah. i mean in the case of like I always said to say like you know the the sistema de salud in, in, in Central America está to totalmente colapsado like we don't have a yeah. health system so um imagine like yeah, I, was, I mean mm -hmm. there's yeah like I mean there's one thing of I mean we could admit that you know in Central America or in general Latin America right it's not mm -hmm. gonna have the, the the health system that we have here in the United States or in mm -hmm. other you know top Europe right mm -hmm. um but it's very different when the government is really telling you mm -hmm. and your citizen that COVID isn't real, that COVID mm -hmm. doesn't exist. I mean, that's a whole other ball yeah. game they're playing at. Mm -hmm. you know? And then it is very interesting how you mentioned because um, knowing like how politicized what's it called Nicaragua is, like everything has been politicized. You know, like I was telling you mm -hmm. before um, recording that I was something that I found out like last episode, like that you cannot even go to llorar or you know, during those protests, knowing, you know, no puedes protestar. So there's a bunch of things that comes into play of like, people don't know about it. You know, like people might think, mm -hmm. oh yeah, pues eso pasa en, en Nicaragua. Pero that's it. You know, like what, what about the next mm -hmm. conversation? And yeah, then COVID comes, stop it off and then the hurricanes, which is something that like, um, like you said, the government did get a lot of money and there was something that I, I think we did discuss this through text, like Ortega did donate money to Honduras, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, why are he doing that and not helping his own people? You know? And I, I'm, yeah. you know, thank you, but not thank you. The same way I was like, <laughs> thank you, but not thank you. How are yeah, you going to help another country? Yeah. 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 He donated to Honduras and, um, yeah, I mean, this is like I mentioned, it's like one thing at the mm -hmm. like, I, I mean, I feel like Nick Robbins already just kind of gotten like, whoa, what's next? What's mm -hmm. the next strategy? You know, like we know any tragedy that's going to happen, whether it's hurricanes, earthquake, it's everything's going to be politicized. I mean, the worst part, sometimes the most like difficult part is like when you're here and you're having trying to explain to people that everything's done through mutual aid base. Mm -hmm. And then you, like myself, I'm not trying to get politicized because I'm really not. I'm not trying to make you hate Ortega, mm -hmm. right? Because I know people and their ideas. Everybody is, mm -hmm. has their, you know, you have your right to think how mm -hmm. you want. Um, but, you know, like, it's really difficult. Like, how could I not unpoliticize? <laughs> exactly. How do I, when everything, like, in general is technically politicized. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. So it, it's difficult. Yeah. And then when it comes to the metro aids, um, during like November when, you know, there was like massive sending of items and like 
some type of donation. And even today, I know people still donating, which is amazing because, I mean, people lost everything. They're not, le bajar algo y ya se volvieron, you know, they lost everything they have built through, mm -hmm. you know, years. Um, and I'm sorry? Yeah, they lost everything. People did lose everything. Yeah, everything. exactly. So um, when I was talking to you, because I mean, I, I'll be honest with you guys, like I only trust <laughs> Hannah used to the information because of Nicaragua, just because there's so many misinformation about Nicaragua out there that sometimes mm -hmm. you don't know which outlets are like, you know, like, like real. So um, when you were explaining that, is it honestly hurt you. Like it hurts you knowing that when you're willing to help Sometimes you can't, right? Because you need to find yeah. the people and then you need to do it like, así, abajo, como le dicen, abajo la mesa. Or like, you have to make the time to actually research and go for it because yeah. it's, it's not accessible. And then remember, I remember yeah. telling um, you like, oh, como, like, you know, donde podemos llevar cosas para que manden a Nicaragua. Because yeah, yeah, one thing is like, what, you know, Honduras, it got hit, but nobody talked how Nicaragua got almost like completely destroyed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah those those images are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those Im images in Honduras are impactful, but you cannot just focus on one without looking at the other one who got it like that hit just right there. You know, um. So it, I don't know. It's very sad to see. You know, throughout the year, how Nicaragua. Is often, like I told you before, often left out of the topic, often never continue yeah. the conversation, never look into yeah. it. Yeah, the conversation of Nicaragua, I mean, we're always going to be, we are part of Central America. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean you're not gonna, I'm not going to deny it, but um, the conversation of just generally of Nicaragua, it's really not going to be, well, especially in, in today, right? Let's talk, mm -hmm. like, if we're talking about present time, mm -hmm. Nicaragua is always going to be on, on to, put into like other spaces, right? Mm -hmm. like we're gonna talk about Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua, right? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with them. Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua. But you know, when it comes to kind of to Central America in general, it's I mean, I don't want to use a term, but it's the term that media uses. But mm -hmm. and just to make a point, um they're gonna use the Northern Triangle, mm -hmm. right? Guatemala, El, El Salvador, Salvador and Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. But in Nicaragua, no. <laughs> exactly. And I mean there are, I mean there are several reasons and I understand why, right? Um, but, um, like, of course, right. Nicaraguan migration, mm -hmm. it has not been like El Salvador, Guatemala and Honduras over the past years mm -hmm. up until up 2018. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Up in 2018. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nicaraguans, we weren't much migrating. Mm -hmm. Um, and people think it's because, well, you know, when Ortega comes back into power, Nicaragua is still considered the safest country. Mm -hmm. of central america during that time and it was mm -hmm. uh but it, i don't think it has to i mean and it was the safest country mm -hmm. but i think sometimes if we put into and if we analyze it why was it the safest country you know mm -hmm. well ortega was controlling practically everything mm -hmm. i mean and and that's something that that we don't we don't you know people don't want to analyze okay nicaragua was the safest country at that time but on the other aspect, it's being controlled by a whole family, mm -hmm. you know, like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, like, you know, it's kind of like unleveled. So in Nicaragua, we weren't migrating mm -hmm. in, in quantities like that. Now we are. Now, when April 2018, it hit 
But even then, most of our migration went to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. That's right? what we were going to tell you. Como te, yeah, because there's this hope and this esperanza de que se van a ir pronto. And that we're just in Costa Rica. All we're going to do is just come on over, right? We're just going to come on mm-hmm. over. But I feel that that might change. That shift might change now. Now, I think, I mean, mm-hmm. there are cases. Yeah, because that- of Nicaragua, yeah, because that's what of Nicaragua I was tell you. to the states. Um, I know there's a huge community mm-hmm. of Nicaraguans in Spain. Um, so now the shift is kind of gonna change. Now we're, I think, we are gonna see more migration of Nicaraguans trying to come to the United States a little bit more because what's gonna happen is mm-hmm. in Costa Rica, a lot of Nicaraguans lost their jobs because of the pandemic. So some of them had to go back mm-hmm. to Nicaragua. I wouldn't say we're just like. We're, we're gonna go back to Nicaragua, you know, to tomar el riego y regresaron. But that's another tricky mm-hmm. thing because if you're exiled in Costa Rica and you decide to come back to Nicaragua, mm-hmm. you face several, you face several, you're gonna face some um, consequences. Like you could get arrested and mm-hmm. taken to jail, mm-hmm. or you could get shot at. It, but, you know, we don't know. They could, you know, they could take you into custody. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of risk factors to yeah. assassinate you. Um, and now we have, well, now with the, you know, the U.S. wasn't, some people were like, oh, well, they're granting asylum to Nicaraguans. I'm like, mm. uh, it's not happening mm-hmm. like that, really. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it's really not happening like that. But they're granting, you know, some people have make it seem that they're granting us asylum. And it's like, they're really not granting us asylum. Believe me. Um, you know, there's so many cases that are like, are stagnant, que no tienen, they don't know, they don't have appointments. Mm-hmm. Mean, so it's a really tricky. Um, so, but I think, I think the shift might, I think um, after this whole kind of pandemic and everything's kind of starts to stabilize a little bit more, mm-hmm. we're definitely going to see more migration from Nicaraguans. And the Nicaraguans that are already migrated here, I mean, there are university students that migrated here. Um, and those are the new generations of Nicaraguans mm-hmm. that are migrating because of political persecution. Mm-hmm. And that was seen in the previous, you know, history. Mm-hmm. That, right? So it's a whole, it's a whole other new generation um, migrating yeah. of political persecution in Nicaragua. So, yeah, Nicaraguan is always going to be um, left out of the convo of Central America. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, I mean, I get why, you know, I mean, I get why it's kind of left out. It's understandable. But at the same time, it's like kind of like, wait, I mean, Nicaragua is still technically part of Central America. If we're mm-hmm. trying to promote this whole pan-American, pan-Central American narrative, then mm-hmm. why leave out Nicaragua, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly. It's things that you could question pay devil's advocate. Like, yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> I mean, um, you know, and, it, and it's true how you say, you know, they, they often read, like, ¿cómo se llama? the northern triangle and this and that mm-hmm. but you know uh, you know vete un poquito más para el lado está Belice un poquito más para abajo está Nicaragua está Costa yeah. Rica mm-hmm. y está Panama you know so like they're literally taking out four countries right that yeah four you know what just because they're not migrating up north as much but if you see the migration as much yeah but if you see the migration of Nicaragua, most of them migrate, oh, like you said, to Spain or to the, 
los países alrededor o most likely to Costa Rica. Yeah, and, and you know, Nicaraguans, because we're fleeing political persecution very intensely, a lot of the Nicaraguans are. So, Sabanaid, um, you know, mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't mention so much of who has been affected on, on my family, right? Mm -hmm. But I do have a whole family members that they left, um, that they're one of the very first ones to get political asylum in France. Mm. So, I mean, and I mean, and it's not that my family's, you know, we're not rich Nicaraguans. It was mm -hmm. just that given the chance, you know, my family got a chance to go to France and that's where they got the asylum. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's something kind of like, pues, you know, and, um, we we know how hard it is to get to the United States because tiene que pasar por mm -hmm. Mexico and you know Mexico is yeah. whole other like oh that's another thing um, that's that's a that's a whole that's Odyssey, a thing right? by its own <laughs> yeah Mexico is a todo una odisea for migrants mm -hmm. you know not just mig Nicaraguan migrants Venezuelan no. migrants um, for every Cuban migrant migrants. Mm -hmm. yeah for every migrant right. I mean, hay un dicho, prefiero que me agarre la migra de, de los Estados Unidos oh, antes que me agarre lo de México, right? Es un mm -hmm. dicho que dicen. And there's a reason why. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, but in Nicaraguans, we have Nicaraguans in Panama. We have Nicaraguans in Colombia. We have Nicaraguans in, in Argentina. We have Nicaraguans mm -hmm. in, um, uh, we have Nicaraguans in Honduras. But the problem of migrating to Honduras and even to Costa Rica is that todavía hay simpatizantes del gobierno ahí. Mm -hmm. So in some mm -hmm. cases it's still not even safe for them to stay in these countries porque hay simpatizantes del gobierno. There are mm -hmm. cases that que la gente like I mean I know some cases, you know, some mm -hmm. cases and I kind of names and stuff. But I know some cases that they literally have to leave Costa Rica porque hasta ahí le llegaron las amenazas and they have to migrate this. somewhere. I'll be like, so, no, bye, let's go, bye, no. <laughs> yeah, so it's a very different, it's a very different migration, you know, we're not just fleeing mm -hmm. the But now as it gets more intense, as, you know, the regime continues to close every outlet, like it's literally like the tipping point this year. Mm -hmm. Migration, people are going to migrate not just because of political persecution, or because, you know, stuff like that. Now people are going to migrate really because of economical reasons. Mm -hmm. Porque no va a haber trabajo. No. No, o sea, it's, it's a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, just to, I mean, migrating, I see as a human right, you know, and it, I, for me, it is a human right. And to go ask, a, you know, another country, asylum, you know, for political, like, what's that? persecution for violence and everything i mean is a right that you have just you know just because the this country you know in this case of nicaragua people tend to leave it out of the conversation when someone comes to you and say like oh i'm fleeing because of political persecution you know you shouldn't doubt it you know you shouldn't be like really like nicaragua you know what i mean because because they don't often <laughs> say like oh what, what what's going on in nicaragua you know i i tend to mm -hmm. see that type of reaction and i'm like <laughs> you know like really don't say that yeah. because oh yeah so a lot of uh, of the reason why you know Nicaragua's conversations always left out has to be a lot of with the media but like you said sometimes we don't want to be pulp 
políticos, you know, we don't want to be like open Odijo Ortega or like this is my stance, you know what I mean? Because th that's yeah. not the reason. Like I can tell you all, you know, things and you might have another opinion. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but a lot of things, the reason why some people, and I will continue saying, <laughs> some people and some media don't want to coverage what has going on in like Nicaragua, especially from the international point of view, is because of the political views, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's Political views. I mean, we still have people who sympathize with Ortega or they sympathize, you know, with, with the... Mm -hmm with the whole thing he's supposed to represent. I mean, by all means, you do you. I mean, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't sympathize with Ortega, mm -hmm. you know, but that's, but that's because there's already proof, you know, mm -hmm. there's proof and there's mm -hmm. a trace and there's a trail that says that Ortega has caused crimes against humanity. Mm -hmm. The regime Ortega and Murillo has, because there's a whole trail, mm -hmm. people trail, yep. that says they've done, you know, they abuse human rights. Yep. So, Hey. I'm back in, <laughs> yeah, back in, you know. I mean, like I always mention to people, like I'm, I'm not here to try to. I'm really never like. I got into a point where like I'm not here to convince other people to don't support what they got. Mm -hmm. Literally, just telling you that this is what they've done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and and I, I feel like it's a valid point because like, um, like I often, I think I have said it before. It's like. Many people will sympathize to Ortega and the with the movement of Sandinista because of you know yeah, of course. the history, right? Of the history, how they came up, how they happened in like in the eighties and everything. But we can you know, like that movement mm -hmm. does not represent the the present. That that is not yeah. that's not reality. So it at the same time, we need to evaluate ourselves and evaluate everybody because it's like you know what, if you supported that movement, but you don't see it that is presented right now, it's like, okay, you know, yeah. maybe not to, you I know. I think, I mean, mm -hmm. there's still just this romanticized image mm -hmm. of this El Sandinista or El Sandinismo mm -hmm. um, because it's what we've been taught, you know, mm -hmm. la, la revolución nicaragüense, you know, que tocó la dictadura de Somoza. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's more in depth to actually how it really happened. Mm -hmm. you know? there's more in depth into the failures of the revolution mm -hmm. so early on, you know, right? Um, like erasing the participation of the woman right after 1979. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> I have the biggest woman guerrillas mm -hmm. in Latin America and you are going to erase the image and, and, and kind of just set aside the participation of women mm -hmm. when they helped you to win that cause mm -hmm. like, you know those are the beginning failures right of mm -hmm. revolution but those are things that people don't like to see because we're so stuck up on this romanticization of that la, la revolucion exactly. la revolucion i mean you see that with the cuban one you see that with the bolivian revolution in venezuela you know mm -hmm. the romanticization of, of revolution but but the death and the reality is is other you know mm -hmm. the reality for for the mosquito community of the sandinistas is other mm -hmm. I mean, you had La Navidad Roja early on in the, you know, like in the 80s, where literally was deplacing the mosquito community mm -hmm. and, and killing them. So that's what's called La Navidad Roja, because during Christmas time, they were killing the mosquito community. That's wow. how used that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, like, of course, stay with your romanticized view, your, your romanticized view of a certain revolution. 
but in death there's more mm-hmm. yeah one thing that i wanted to you know talk to you um this um t- today also is because you know we we know about you know like okay we already told us what had happened since april 19th right what had happened since um all these years, three three years have mm-hmm. come, you know, we see the COVID, we see, you know, like migration, we see, you know, everything. But Nicaragua is actually going to election. So how is that yeah. going um, with the election? Um, I, I haven't looked, I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't looked, you know, the who's running for, for president or, you know, the parties and everything. I haven't, I haven't. I haven't taken my time to read it and everything, but um, how's the election going? And do you think the like these elections are like? Of course, are they crucial? But um, would they lead, or would you have hope that they will lead to a more you know, Nicaragua must libre, Nicaragua must I don't know. Um, uh, justicia, to, I'll say. If you want my, if you want my honest opinion. Um, I mm-hmm. really don't. Um, I really don't see um, Ortega and his and the regime and his family and his everyone and his wife leaving for this election. In fact, Ortega. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Ortega's whole point of him regaining and trying to control back to power in 2016 was for him to never leave presidency again. So his goal mm-hmm. is to stay in that presidency as long as he can, right? And making oh, his wife VP was a strategic from her to be like, well, si, si algún tiempo este viejo, you know, si mi esposo se va a Ortega, pues quedo yo en el poder. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the things, so one thing that we need to understand is that Ortega is a whole different type and his wife is a whole other ballgame. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, dicen la gente que the one who really controls everything is her, not so much him. Mm-hmm. In fact, Ortega is actually in more love. He is more admired from people. Mm-hmm. He is more, um, you know, he, he is, he's el comandante, you know, he's el, he's el, el revolucionario Ortega, you know, he's el comandante, son los comandantes Ortega. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like, uh, you know, in a sense, you know, for some people, I mean, I'm not a fan of Ortega. I never really have been. Mm-hmm. This is me. But it's because, you know, I am. I've learned my ways throughout the time and a lot of my family history as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that, you know, in a sense, Ortega, he was, he's a little bit more admired. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife, not so much, you know, like. I mean, and when I may, when I say admire, I'm mm-hmm. talking about their sympathizers. So la gente que lo simpatiza, you know, his followers, his followers yeah, 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 still yeah. admire him. But his followers, mm-hmm. not so much um, to his wife. So it's a different dynamic, okay. you know. Um, mm-hmm. so for some people, if or, you know, some people say, oh, cuando Ortega se muere, se va a, solu- uh, se va a salvar, you know, se va a solucionar el problema. And it's like, not no. so much porque... Porque queda la esposa, mm-hmm. quedan los hijos, mm-hmm. who, who all they know is, who, what they know is power. Mm-hmm. Power and money. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole, whole other thing. So I just know that um, for this year, because it is elections and our elections are supposed to held off in November, I believe May is kind of like the, 
the bridge kind of like that that middle ground that mm-hmm. is Ortega is literally not opening any doors which he has not um then all the international community como la organización de los americanos the OAS mm-hmm. the USA the European Union i think this is where they're going to start declaring Nicaragua a dictatorship Oh, okay. For the international community, you know, because mm-hmm. the international community works differently. It's like yeah, yeah. they're trying to give Ortega as many chances for him to open up democratic elections. And it's kind of just a pull. It's like the push they've been doing, like, hey, open them up. You know, like, hey, open them up, open them up. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't open up, there's going to be consequences. There's going to be sanctions. You know, there's going to be things that are going to change around. Mm-hmm. Um, But he's not so... <laughs> So um, I think it's just it's just kind of be it's just what what it's gonna cause at the international level. It's just kind of like this change of t- you know just kind of change of of things. It now it's gonna be <laughs> declared more of a dictatorship, even though for the Nicaraguan community and the people in national community, I mean, even though for the Nicaraguans, it's already a dicta- dictatorship. But what it's gonna mark mark is a third dictatorship in, in the hemisphere, right? So Venezuela, Cuba, and mm-hmm. Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, I mean, it's tricky because they're really not opening any sign mm-hmm. to, to anything. It's like they keep on closing mm-hmm. their doors. And I think the worst part of, of this is, is that Ortega still in power. It's just going to, I mean, it's already poor. I mean, we're still mm-hmm. the second poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure if we're second or third, but well, no, we were second. But then I know, I think, I think between Venezuela, Haiti, and Nicaragua, we're up there in the three. Okay. Because Venezuela, Haiti, Haiti, Venezuela, and Nicaragua just put us up there in the three. <laughs> but it, I'm not too sure if the order has changed. But I think if if we're gonna we're gonna talk about how you're gonna see it on Google, it's still considered like the second the second, hemi- the second poorest country in the Western Hemisphere mm-hmm. after Haiti, and it's been like that for a while. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, but this that's what I was like questioning because I I remember seeing like the there was gonna be a debate, and I was like I was wondering I was like. It, like presidential it, debate yeah yeah i think it, it, it was oh like, yeah like, yeah it, it happened like in february well, no. right well the thing is that the you know the nicaraguan opposition right like mm-hmm. the op- i guess you could say the opposition i mean because in nicaragua i mean you also want to define opposition like who is opposition mm-hmm. right because to ortega i'm an opposition yeah because i don't oppose the support even if i don't vote but i'm considered a, a threat to his thing right mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in the contents of opposition, opposition could be toda la gente que está en oposición a Ortega. Mm-hmm. But then you have, you know, your political opposition, right? Los políticos, mm-hmm. um, who are really trying to maneuver, who are really trying to, you know, they're the ones that go to the international community and say, hey, this is what Ortega is doing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, the, the opposition, that's a whole other, like, topic, <laughs> right? But I guess to, to, de, de hablarlo una manera más tibia, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit more like, Mahasi, I think, I think, um, the opposition needs to be a little bit stronger 
in the sense that they need to really kind of create mm. this unity like once kind of just unidad right that everybody can kind of just follow through and along and kind of hold on to that force of a one unity um but it's really hard to do that yeah like because we're dealing mm -hmm. with so many different personalities you're dealing with so many different characters mm -hmm. you're dealing with um people who've been opposing ortega for a while mm -hmm. And then you're also dealing with people who've been close to Ortega for a while, but then they're not anymore. So how do you could you build that trust? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you build that trust? It's really hard to to um to create this type mm -hmm. of unity. Um, in in my sakes, I do think I do think it's a fractured opposition. I do think it could. I mean, they could do better. I mean, um, mm. and I do think that they have to kind of just remember that. How could you go onto elections when there's still political prisoners or are ten thousand people in exile, and you have three hundred or more, you know, mothers and fathers and tias and uncles and abuelos that are mourning the loss of someone, right? So it's really hard. Like, how do you go into elections for that? Um, so that's where we are. I mean, getting to the whole depth of the opposition is a whole other cosa, but but um but i do think that that when it comes to november mm -hmm. i mean i do feel that i don't really see ortega opening up elections and i don't really um i mean but i think i think after november i think we're just going to hit this point where ya está la dictadura and mm -hmm. how what do you do what do we do what is Nicaragua needing? And I think mm -hmm. what Nicaragua always needs is just space, you know? Mm -hmm. Give Nicaraguans the space to talk about what they go through, you know? Mm -hmm. Give Nicaraguans the space to to um, to um kind of end this romantic, you know, romanticized myth of the revolution. Mm -hmm. You know, give, give, you know, somebody like from... Madres de Abril, de la Asociación de Madres de Abril, right? Which mm -hmm. is the association of the mothers of April who lost their son to speak about mm -hmm. their experience. I mean, there's some mothers that are in ex exile. I mean, give spaces to actual Nicaraguans who, who were political persecuted, who were political prisoners, who this mm -hmm. and that. Um, like, listen to them, like, listen to their stories. I mean, you don't have to agree with all their thoughts, but Mm -hmm. the, the whole human right aspect to it it's very sad and devastating mm -hmm. so i think that's just like i mean if we put into context what if the dictadura stays after november it stays um but just i think it's more of that push for academics and activists and mm -hmm. media and 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 everything that you need to know <laughs> like anything that has to do with international communities places mm -hmm. like this that just that just gives them like 10 minutes every time to listen to their story. <laughs> like they have a lot to say. Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. So, I, you know, there's some who just want to speak about their experience and what happened to them and why they're here. Mm -hmm. Or even speak about like them asking asylum. You know, it's a mm -hmm. whole other issue. Yeah. And then what mm -hmm. I was going to tell you is that I don't know when you were explaining that, about, um, that he's not going to open like, that he might or he hasn't opened the door for election and um if the election doesn't happen by november 
the international community will like declare a dictatorship. But I'm like, you know, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, that would be late. <laughs> you know? I mean, it, it, I mean, it is late in the, in the ball game. Mm-hmm. There are some people since when Ortega went back to proper, people already knew, you know, people already knew how ugly. Okay. Some people, you know, people knew. There's some people knew. I mean, I remember I was there during election time. I was mm-hmm. there. I went back to election in 2006 and again and again four years later in 2011. And I can tell you, like, las señoras, you know, mm-hmm. de, de mi vecindario, como my little, where my family is from, mm-hmm. del, del pueblito ahí, ellas decían, Ay, a mí me da cosa que este señor vuelva a entrar al poder. And for a reason they're saying that, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, People on the ground knew. It's just that the fact that you just didn't say anything porque sabías que era el sandinista, you know, sabías mm-hmm. que era el Ortega, you know. People knew que no, 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 you know. People <laughs> just, people, people knew. Yeah, no, people knew. Mm-hmm. I mean, people knew. For some people, they knew like, oh, this is going to get ugly. The thing is that we didn't know. I don't think a lot of the ground knew and Hay muchas heridas que no están sanadas, mm-hmm. you know, from la revolución and all that stuff that I don't think a lot of us were going to anticipate such a mm-hmm. deadly and ugly and bloody uprising. In, yeah. Like the one that we saw in April 2018. So la gente si no sale, uh, you know, if, if during November 7th, si la gente no sale uh, por protestar, I mean, they have every right. I mean, I understand why don't they, but at the same time, if mm-hmm. Nicaraguans come out during November to protest, I mean, they have every right too, because yeah, at the same time, they're tired. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just think, you know, Nicaraguans knew, you know, there were some Nicaraguans that knew that it was going to get probably a little bit tense. Mm-hmm. And then once 2011 happened, where he's again, through fraud elections, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of starts to get getting ugly. But you didn't see the cantidad of protestas, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you just kind of knew, you know, porque voy a protestar. It wasn't mm-hmm. until all that, como te dijo, the, everything that they held up and kept up and, you know, hold, hold, like, that they <laughs> they just mm-hmm. have been suppressing. Mm-hmm. They let it go in April 2018. And we also have to think about the people who still work for the government, but they oppose mm-hmm. the government. Right, because mm-hmm. really, if you're working yep. for the government, that's really your only. That's only really the sueldo that you have. Mm-hmm. You really, if you don't really work for the government, that means you really don't have. Um, yeah, like that. That's the that's money. the only so secure just, job. Yeah, that's only secure job per se. But you know, there's a lot of people inside that that you know that um that don't necessarily agree to him to they don't agree with him. But they really, they can't say anything because, you know, pierden el, el trabajo, pierden todo. Oh, and, and they don't want to exile because living in exile is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going to so, another country, trying to find a job is hard. Uh-huh. So, so there some people feel might as well will just I'll stay here and no digo nada. But it doesn't mean that they support. So it's, you know, it's a lot of different things that of poor Nicaragua, exactly. you know. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there are some people who truly, truly believe in him. Mm-hmm. Truly believe him and his wife. And esa gente queda, you know. Yeah. 
So to end, Anais, um, and like the last question, and I know like we had had this conversation before with Anais and then um, I'll link the video in the notes. Um, it's hard, you know, like to imagine like in a perfect society, a perfect country, you know what I mean? Um, but in a perfect world, hi. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, in the perfect world, what you what would you love to see in Nicaragua, and what would you hope for the future in Nicaragua? <laughs> well, I I would love to see first of all in Nicaragua that for once in its historical lifetime, <laughs> right? Because Nicaraguans have a lot of thought to it too, you know. Um, is that it finally takes into consideration? I'm gonna take I, I'm being serious. I think the first thing that Nicaragua needs to do in any type is they have to I mean they have to give autonomy and they have to acknowledge and mm -hmm. give spaces to the Atlantic coast. I mean yeah. Literally that's the first section that they need to make peace with and they need to make amends with and they need to give them their autonomy because es la región que ha sufrido Demasiado. De lo más. I mean, mm -hmm. right? The Atlantic Coast. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one thing. Like, the moment that they forget the Atlantic Coast, that's it. Like, you know, it's not like a great Nicaragua or it's not the Nicaragua that I envision because the first thing they need to do is that they need to take into consideration those people. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about in every way, treat them as an equal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, and don't, you know, and don't, you know, mess up their dialect either. Like, mm -hmm. learn how to conserve their dialect. Yeah. And that was one of the errors of the Sandinista was that they wanted to impose Spanish onto them when they mm -hmm. had their own dialect. Yeah. Like, why don't you? Just, why don't you just like have them learn Spanish and you learn their dialect too? And, you know, solve problems. They <laughs> <laughs> go like right. Mm -hmm. like, you, I learn yours. You learn mine. And there we could both communicate. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's I feel. That's one of the most important things. That's the very most important thing. And then I think after that, I think Nicaragua needs to do, um, you know, I envision more and there has to be justice and, and this whole thing of remembering. I mean, we cannot forget. I think I have like algo de memoria, you know, all los caídos. And I think that will be a, if Nicaragua in the future starts by focusing on those two themes, I do see a very bright future. And to really to stop like this whole thing of caudillismo and, mm -hmm. and you know, like, you know, el caudillismo that they, you mm -hmm. know, many Latin American people um, adore. But I think if we start, if we focus on making sure the Atlantic coast is taken care of in the way that their people demanded, that the way they, they wanted, mm -hmm. And find a way that the Pacific and the Atlantic coast could be like, okay, but that region cannot be forgotten at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. So those are the two things that I would like to see in Nicaragua. And of course, Nicaragua, I mean, it's so romanticized for me to say, but Nicaragua for all, you know, for yeah. all and justice for all the fallen and justice for all the political prisoners and and remembering and a whole museum of what happened mm -hmm. in April up until now, you know, like a whole museum of la dictadura somocista, 
of la dictadura de Ortega mm -hmm. and his wife y los Murillo, you know. We need to remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you like to support this podcast and my work, you can donate through our website or become a patron. Don't forget to check our website at centralamericanvoices.com where you can subscribe to our mailing list. Follow us on Instagram at Centan Voices Podcast and on Twitter at Centan Voices Pod. Like and follow our Facebook page where you can join the Central American Voices Facebook group. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel where we're going to continue sharing these episodes as a video format. But don't forget to come back for our next episode.